the lavender of twilight shone in through the warped glass of Dante Seaver's study. It was not yet cool enough for the first fire of the season, and a single mosquito buzzed near the peeling yellow paint where the bronze chandelier was affixed to the ceiling. Dante was a tinkerer, and on this night he was putting his final touches on a device that captured audio waves. He had thought that young Lionel Thompson might be able to use it during his nights hunting spirits in the old hotel on the hilltop. What a miraculous thing it would be to prove life after death. He spoke a few words into the cone-shaped microphone with its ungainly tangle of copper wires that led to a small silver needle resting on a wax cylinder. It will work, he thought. It must. His second wife, Gerda, brought in a fresh plate of what probably started out as biscuits. Dante could feel his teeth cracking even before the first bite. She was a gifted businesswoman with a keen mind for finance, but a baker she was not. He thanked her as he wrapped up the device and told her he was going to run it over to Lionel at the old hotel. Now in those days, much like today, wild badgers were a real menace. Dante knew this, so he took his tall hat and long scarf, which was to give the badgers the sense that he was a much bigger person than he actually was. You see, Dante Seaver stood a mere four feet two inches tall. With the street lights not yet lit, the path to the hotel was as dark as a crow in an oil pit. Dante could hear the scritch-scritch of nearby badgers emerging from their burrows. He started to jog, but his small legs got entangled in his impossibly long scarf, and down he went. Three weeks later, his bones were found near the pump house, stripped of their remaining flesh, the recording device in pieces. His tiny skeleton was placed on top of Ephraim Daggett's storehouse, where children made a habit of playing with them. And as this chapter of Seavers in America Through the Ages demonstrates, podcasting is in my blood, and children can be unpleasant. Now let's dodge the badgers of our minds and go ever deeper into the deep night. Now that's how you start a podcast. Wow! I told you this season was going to get weird. <laughs> oh, hello, it's me, Dale Sheever, sharing tales with you from my ancestors and trying to make some sense of the present moment. Imagine if Dante Seaver had gotten his recording device off the ground. Why, I maybe would have started podcasting even sooner. Alas... Now, we come to you tonight, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus, and it's pumpkin season along the Gowani. Come bring a pumpkin, set it near the Gowanus, and watch it melt. Such fun for the whole family. I hope you're enjoying these first fall days. I know I am. I'm ready to start wearing two turtlenecks, dub T-necks for old daily sieves. What fun. And thanks to the TV show Succession for showing me that you can have backless T-necks. Very sexy. Today on the program, my guest is Brian Bahi, a rising comedian here in New York City. And we're both on a few shows together out in Boise. And isn't that what networking is all about? You meet someone and then immediately ask them to do your podcast. (laughs) Well, that's how it happened. Brian co-hosts a couple of inventive and funny shows around town with names that make you blush. We'll talk about those. And he's on a ton of other wonderful programs, but today he's on this one. So let's go now to my conversation with Brian Bahi.
Brian Bahi, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Dale? I'm doing all right. Oh, you're my new friend. We shared a little stage out there in Boise, Idaho, at the 208 Fest, didn't we? Yep, it was it was magic. It was. We were both on the same time, but we were both on the same bill, is mm-hmm. what I mean. And it was yeah. a smaller stage than I thought it was. Were did you, you think it would be bigger? <laughs> <laughs> I did. It looked bigger watching it. It was... Yeah, they were they were kind of all around us. Yeah, yes. And uh, they were they were were they rowdy for you? Uh it, it felt like it was it was good. It felt good for me. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of reaction from like the people up front for me. Yes, they, yeah. there was a lot of like verbal oh. emphasis or uh, <laughs> you know reactions. And, yes, uh, which I'm not really used to in New York City. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everyone's kind of polite when they go see a comedy show. Yeah, they know what they're in for. That definitely felt like it was a amped up crowd. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a hot, hot show on a Saturday. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Surprisingly good for a Saturday at, at 8. In Boise. Yeah, yeah. It was hot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. Well, here's the question I have for you. Was it worth it? To go to Boise? Yeah, it's a long haul. Uh, you know, it's not inexpensive to get there. Right, right, right. Yeah. For me, it was worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the weekend before, I was in Austin for this comedy festival called Out of Bounds. Yes. And then I went home to Phoenix for four days, and I was just visiting my family there. Yeah. And then from there, I flew to Boise for the weekend and hung out. Uh, like, I had no expectations for Boise, and I... Got a uh, like an Airbnb house with a few other comedians oh, who were also. Oh, you didn't stay at the Safari or whatever no, it was. No, I didn't. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> did I miss anything? I didn't stay there either <laughs> because I-, I found a little luxury hotel. Oh wow! And I thought, well, that's more my speed. Yeah, Dale and luxury <laughs> go hand in hand. <laughs> it wasn't so. It was like kind of Ace Hotel level. Okay. Of of luxury. So I just... oh, I've never really been inside an Ace Hotel. Oh well, there's a lot of wool blankets and shared bathrooms. And smoked oh. fish for breakfast, but but this place was kind of a redone motel. Uh, you, you been to the place in Austin, like the San Jose or one of those, or the motel they got down there? Uh uh-uh. uh Well, there's we got to travel more together. I'll show you the good spots to go. Okay. <laughs> None of this Airbnb stuff. But anyway, it was a nice walk for me, and yeah. I, I just couldn't do it. I looked at the pictures, and all I mean, all due respect to the fine people that run the Safari Hotel. Uh, shout out. I, I was worried for my safety. <laughs> God bless them. I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure it's a nice place. I don't know. I haven't heard from a few people who stayed there. Yeah? And, yeah. And it was okay? No, I haven't. You heard. haven't heard? I haven't oh, heard well. from them, so who knows? Maybe they're not alive. <laughs> we hope they're okay. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed Yeah, post an Instagram story if you're okay. <laughs> I thought it was worth it. I don't do a lot of festivals uh-huh. myself, Frank. I don't do a ton of really classical stand-up, you know. Maybe that showed. I don't know. But uh, the whole thing was a great big challenge, and I thought it was uh, just wonderful to be there and yeah. to see everybody. And uh, by the end of it, you were kind of crashed out on a couch. Yeah, by the end of it, um, well, actually, from the beginning of it. <laughs> <laughs> Right from the jump, I was kind of just like, I had too much wine. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Too much time in the performer's lounge. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. They really took care of you there. <laughs> That's, that was what I'd like to say about the festival. Gosh, it was so warm, and it felt great, and it didn't feel like uh, just kind of bros. Yeah, yeah. It was very friendly. It was like a fun, yeah, they really picked a bunch of good people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
It was delightful. Uh, of course, I, I thought about my set later, and I thought, gosh, those mics were a little squeaky. And I don't know if it was just me. Do you want to know? Wait, did you ask for your video? I did. Have you gotten it? Not yet. Neither have I. I doubt I'll see that anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> but I couldn't. It was feedback. Yeah, I couldn't figure out how to fix it. And then I saw uh, Shea Bell went up, and she, she stayed to the back. She was almost right up against the wall. And I thought, oh, oh. there it is. There's the pro uh, telling me. <laughs> <laughs> just too close. That's what, that's what it is. It's so sensitive stand-up. Yeah. It can be about a mic. One thing can go off in that. And then if you if you start to address it, you're doing five minutes about mics. <laughs> Which I don't have that much material about. <laughs> I have I have two <laughs> seconds about mics. Yeah, right. <laughs> have you gotten thrown by things like that in the past doing stand up? Um, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I never I never acknowledge it though. I'll yeah. power I'll power through and yes. it, the audience hates that. In complete they darkness. Want you, yeah, they want feedback. you to they want you to uh Address the things. Yes. Which I rarely do. Yeah. Even yeah. though I know if something's going wrong. <laughs> right. I'm just like, mm, all right, I'd rather just like stick to what I was going to say. And are you uh, like that when you're not doing stand-up? You see things go wrong, you just power through? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, don't don't choke around me because I'll just power through and just yep. like, go about my day. <laughs> don't address it. Look <laughs> yeah. the other way. Yep, exactly. Yep. <laughs> Well, uh, we should dig into that a little bit, I think. Um, you took some advantage of the uh, activities they had there. You did a river float. I did yeah. float on a river, on a raft. See, that's the kind of experience they gave people. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Uh, my my boat was, or my raft had five other people, five other comedians in it, and we- uh, Oh, so it's like what it's big, like river rafting rafts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, it was we had the paddles and everything and we got stuck at every possible point you could get stuck on. Because <laughs> it's low or you just snagged on the rocks? No, we were just bad at steering. Bad we would steering. run directly into rocks if there was a rock. Yeah. Um we got uh <laughs> we got, we tried we like pulled up to this shallow point and everybody like got out of the boat and like Hung out for a second, yeah, and then when they tried to like when we tried to push away from the water again, we uh, weren't able to because <laughs> we were just like for some reason we were just stuck all the time. I don't know what it was. Comedians notoriously great boatsmen, yeah, yeah, yeah. and women naturally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they take to the high seas. <laughs> yeah, we're like one with water. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Why not? I, could, I think I, you would have been in a. I was great. just in the space of really focusing on uh, um, the set, not and, being in. Uh, I had to get safari. to the crystal shop and uh, <laughs> you know visit some of the other things that were going on. Did there. you get any good crystals? I did. What did you like what? Yeah, I got a very nice, beautiful uh, appetite uh, blue that you can hold in your hand and maybe even in a pocket if you needed it to. What, what what kind of like prop healing properties does that? Uh, that one's I think good for focus, good for uh, creative pursuits. Yeah. Okay. Harnessing dreams. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to get into crystals a, a while back, but I never really did. Yeah, it's not too late. <laughs> what what's like a good starter crystal for somebody who like just wants to like be productive and like wants to uh, just like have like a good space to create things. It would be go it would go in my bedroom. Here's your good basis. You can't go wrong with a good quartz crystal. Okay. Right? Just serves as a kind of amplifier, a cleanser. You you keep it nice and clean, you keep it charged in the window when the moon is full. Ooh. And that's just a good base. Then from there you're just, you know, adding some spices and that kind of thing. 
How big does how big does it need to be? Do you think not that big, but just something that fits in the palm of your hand, something like that. Okay, so not, but not too small, not too big. I don't waste time with the small things because they just <laughs> they get lost. <laughs> that's true. Have you? I've heard that uh, there's a type of crystal that's like pyramid shaped, and if yeah. you put it under your bed, yeah, it makes you fuck better. What? Is that real? <laughs> it's either it's that, very real. I might be either mixing up sex or it just makes you like recharge. Yeah, well, either way, wouldn't a recharged uh, individual do better at sex? <laughs> maybe. Maybe it was like Prince <laughs> put it, had like a thing, like a pyramid he crystal under his bed. One. He definitely had one. Yep. And then I was reading reviews and somebody was like, you shouldn't put it under your bed. It, it's too powerful. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just keep it in your room somewhere. And I was like, okay. Well, I sleep on a, on a hammock in the living room because I snore and- my wife has her own room and a number of white noise machines. Sure. But under my hammock, yeah, I've got a, a scatter of uh, pigeon feathers. Uh huh. And then I've got some uh, uh, some amethyst. Okay. It's good for the head, uh-huh. and uh, I like to have nice clear dreams. Right. So and then a massive pyramid. Yeah. To just <laughs> bring it all together. Wait, a massive pyramid of just river stone. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. I don't want to go too nuts. And then pigeon feathers. Yeah, yeah. That's a new one for me. I've never heard that. Sure. I like to be in touch with the city, the urban environment. (laughs) You know, you don't want to get... Because where you live matters. It does matter. And it feeds you. Are you plucking these yourselves, or are you just kind of like finding rogue feathers on the sidewalk? A lot of them are rogue. Some of them blow in through the window. We have a number (laughs) of pigeons that are are gathering. It's a bit of a problem, but... uh, Yeah, I hear a lot of that outside my window. I just had a little tinge when you did that uh, because that, oh, yep, there they are. They're back again. (laughs) Put out some bread. Sometimes I'll do it. I'll feed them. I don't mind. I have never fed a pigeon. I don't. Is that true? No. I don't like feeding animals. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that I don't like own. wild animals. Yeah, you yeah. Don't like that. I feel like, like feeding a wild involved. animal is just like invitation to danger. Yeah, and it's like just like let them do their thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> they weren't designed to feed from you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Whereas, like when I had a dog, I would feed it everything I could. Yeah. I would just like give it stuff that it probably wasn't supposed to eat. I, it probably had diabetes. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, and just lasagna, lasagna, yeah, subs, Doritos, Danishes, yeah. all all staples Everything. of the domesticated diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> How long did that dog live? I don't know. He ran away (laughs) after about four years of ownership on my part. Just absolute garbage. (laughs) He's had enough. (laughs) Yeah, and recently I see him every now and again in other dogs that look like him. He was like a brownish, reddish, Australian like shepherd dog. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous. Very muscular. Very angry. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's got some uh, processed food built yeah. up, I think, in there. Probably just craving a salad wherever he can get it. Ugh. He would eat salads. I bet I would he give would. give him vegetables. <laughs> He'd down it. He'd try anything. <laughs> well, now do you have a replacement uh, animal? No. <laughs> Honestly, I've thought about it, and- no one could, no dog could really live up to him. Yeah, he yeah. he was kind of the peak for me. Well, that's probably for the best. And also, I've walked <laughs> some dogs here in New York City for yeah. like part time, just like whatever. And uh, I don't know, they they just like don't they they're not doing it for me like a like they were when I when I was like 
10 yeah when i had him yeah uh, i feel like maybe they can sense the connection yeah. <laughs> or, or the lack thereof. <laughs> Actually, there was this great dog who I walked on the Upper West Side one time, and the owner was like, you don't need the leash. They, She gave me like a laser pointer, and he would just walk next to me and follow the laser wow. wherever the laser went. That's a cyber dog. Yeah, it was... it was kind of amazing. I was like, I would, I would own this dog if I could. Where'd the dog learn about lasers? I have no idea. That's a good point. <laughs> That's that's the question I should have been asking myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it never got into any trouble? Just follow that laser wherever it went? Follow that laser wherever it went. If I, if I like, made the laser, like, go down this, like, sidewalk, it would chase it, and then it would chase it back, and it would just, like, it loved life. That dog's from the future. <laughs> Probably. That dog is well-equipped yeah. for the 22nd century. Yeah. Man. I wish I remembered its name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lack of attention is re- <laughs> refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you mentioned you're from Arizona, mm-hmm. Phoenix. Now I uh, I've been there a few times. I like to uh, I like to uh, go out there to Sedona, see the vortexes. Yeah. You know, my wife and I'll go out there and just stand in front of a big male energy vortex and let things happen. Now, now when you say vortex, can yeah. you elaborate? Yeah, a place where the cosmic energies of the universe are really dense. Sometimes they're entwined. And okay. they be vibrating at a very high frequency. Okay. You can, you can feel it. You can either contribute to it or pull from it. And how do you know where those are? You feel it. Okay. You, you really feel it. <laughs> <laughs> there are also maps and people. There's a whole community oh, of people. Yeah, yeah. that Sedona's that, big on... Yeah. yeah okay. There's an app that I have of vortexes, oh, and wow. you just kind of show up, you know, and usually there's... Do they move? A gal there or a fella. Yeah. Uh, ponytail either way. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we've just got loose clothing, yeah. some linen, and we, we sit there. That's amazing. So you just kind of like sit there, close your eyes, open your eyes, yeah. just yep. like still. Yep. Okay. Say a mantra, hold a yeah. crystal. Wow. In, in Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. Pop a yoni egg somewhere and just <laughs> feel the cosmos. <laughs> I haven't done that. I want to do that. Oh, you should. Yeah. You know, ne- a whole time in Arizona, never went to a vortex. No, I. Anytime I go to Sedona, I there's like this little creek that's there, yeah. and my family and I usually just like hang out by the creek. Oh, that sounds nice too. <laughs> that's a form of uh, you know, it is participating in nature, receiving it's, from nature. Yeah, it is. But I next time I'm there, I'm going to tell them to let's go check out some vortex. Oh yeah, yeah. Get some yoni eggs for the whole family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> is it a big family you come from? I have uh, my immediate family, my core family, yes, I guess. Yes, uh, Small. Small. Four parents, one sister. Yeah. My larger family, I don't know, countless. 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 <laughs> it doesn't end. I tried counting. I lost. I, I ran out of time. Really? Yeah. Well, why is that? They're just, there's so many of them. There's just so many. Yeah. And uh, you're Native American. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and do, does it bother you that some some of my sort of new agey friends and everything uh-huh. get real? They adopt a lot of things from quote unquote Native American practice. Right, right, right. Does that bother you at all? Does it's definitely it, it's highly questionable for sure. It is. It's a yeah. cultural appropriation, is what it is. Let let's call it that. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I mean, some of these folks get high on the five genders and the 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 dual spirits and all this. Right. And I know some of that from what I've read. Is factual. So some people do believe that. Yeah. But this this taking it on seems to be a little. It's a. It's much. definitely a lot. It's. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to know what, 
yeah, like why? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, obviously, Native Americans are uh, you know pretty pretty cool. We're cool people. The I, coolest. I get I get why people would want to you know take <laughs> yeah. it on, but yeah. um, I don't know. I'm not. But also, what's the five genders thing? I'm unfamiliar with that. I think it's the idea that there's a that. Uh, now, now we're getting into uh, me on the river without a paddle a little bit, <laughs> but uh, the the idea that there are a spectrum of genders, right? And there could be, you know, a man who looks like woman, woman who dresses like man, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, and how you present or behave, uh-huh. and in some places that was more accepted, right? And in some places it wasn't. But this sort of blanket statement that. First Nations, Native American people uh, had all these very progressive beliefs, and and certainly they were <laughs> to, to a certain extent. You know what I'm saying? Fumbling yeah. over myself to explain this, but for sure, I think it becomes adopted as a way of saying, "Well, this is this is the way it always was, and so we should do it this way." Which yeah. I'm not disagreeing with the fact that there's a spectrum of genders either. That sounds like a good plan to me. Yeah, I love any kind of spectrum. All of them, so good. <laughs> I've never seen a spectrum. I've been like, I don't like that. <laughs> oh well, yeah. <laughs> Every spectrum sure is favorable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, and there's been a lot more spectrums recently, hasn't there? Uh, yeah, spectrum cable. Spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> right, the best spectrum of all. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> well, what was your experience growing up uh, there in uh, Arizona? It was my parents are Catholic, so it was yeah. mostly Catholicism is what I was exposed to a lot. How does that intersect with Native American? Um, there's a little bit of overlap. There's definitely a large Catholic Native American community because there were missionaries that uh, yeah, came exactly. up, probably uh, Spanish from Mexico. Yeah, a little bit of Spanish, and I think like some like uh, Utah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> And that's like a little bit Mormony, but yeah, there was definitely some like non-Spanish. Yeah, um, I guess know. as the as the frontier creeped, yeah, there yeah, there was yeah. a lot of. So uh, did the uh, missionaries. Yeah, yes, <laughs> <laughs> missionary creep is a real phenomenon. Yeah, that's true. But was there a, was there conflict? Were you uh, were you whole hog into the uh, Catholic bit? I mean, I was definitely huge into the Catholic bit when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. Just because I was like, cool. Uh, <laughs> it was like a subject in school, so I was like, I want to be good at it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Did you go to Catholic school? Yeah. Okay. Well, so I was like, like I want to get like A's. Right. <laughs> and right. I was like, I would go to church and be like, I just want to like nail these prayers or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right. It behooves you yeah. to, 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 to learn it and to know it. Exactly. And to put it into practice, I would assume. Yeah. Have you... Have you Stopped with that or, or still active? I have since stopped. Yes. Yeah. I um, I think once I kind of moved out of the home, uh-huh. there was like no real person waking me up like, hey, we got to go to church. Yeah. So I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just won't go anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. It, wasn't a cha- it wasn't a difficult thing for you. It wasn't a crisis. No, it was very like... It felt very, like, seamless to me. It was just kind of like a fade, like, out of whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just look the other way. Yeah, it's just like, it wasn't, like, dramatic or, like, whatever. I was just like, yeah, it's just like, let's not do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, have you have you replaced that with anything? 
Stand up. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, every Sunday I watch uh, George Carlin. <laughs> I listen to go, a record. Go through premium blend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love premium blend. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I think it's just more. No, ha- nothing's really replaced that. No. Huh. Do you, do you go in on uh, group activities? Do you enjoy group activities? Like what? Well, uh, sometimes uh, we'll go to those sip and spin classes uh, oh. where you have some wine and make a pottery, uh, make some pots. No, I'm a big. I've t- I recently signed up for Class Pass, which is this like. Oh yes, I've heard of this. Yeah, it's like you take like group fitness classes or whatever. Right, it's a discount to some of them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've been going to that on the weekends lately, and um, it's de- it's definitely weird at first because you're just like this feels unnatural. It's like the first day of school a little bit, but you're exercising in front of everybody, so it's like doubly yeah uh, out of your comfort zone or whatever. But then you kind of just like get used to it, and um, yeah. So I guess I do. <laughs> I guess I do partake in uh, group activities. Yeah. Okay. I was sure you were going to say foursomes based on your uh, stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm always looking for a good foursome, you know. <laughs> and I say it just because there's a lot of sexual, I would say, forwardness uh, in, my... in, in, your, in the set that I saw. <laughs> that's that's kind of new for me. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I, would, okay. I, um, I don't know. I got, I for a long time, I would not talk about sex just because i like wanted to be clean a little bit yeah um and i think that was a little bit of like my catholic upbringing too right kind of like still sticking with me but then lately i got like tired of uh just talking about like work and my family <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i gotta start talking about more yeah bring yeah. it up because uh, it seemed like you were on the uh online platforms out there in boise yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you hear about that? <laughs> I only saw that you had uh, 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 that somebody was uh, on. You posted something, I think. Oh yeah, and Tinder. So was, There's yeah. a lot of like weird Tinder profiles in Boise that are <laughs> the pictures are just like stock photo images that still have like the the watermark on it. <laughs> and I'm like, who is? You're not fooling anybody. It was a lot of like watermark, like stock images of couples that like wanted to bring in a third. Yeah, which I've never done. Yeah, but I guess I'm kind of open to it. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I I'm uncomfortable if a third person enters the bedroom. Oh, really? Or any room? <laughs> <laughs> really? Luckily, there's a there's only two of us. Yeah, that there's a reason, you know. <laughs> but it's like when you're at a hotel and the person comes in to bring the breakfast, the oatmeal, and all that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't always like that. Now it turns out not every waiter or a delivery person is interested in sex. <laughs> I learned that too. <laughs> <laughs> Some are. <laughs> How did you learn that? <laughs> well, you can imagine. <laughs> Things oh. escalated pretty quickly. But I left a cash tip. Sometimes you want to just put the write it in on the room. But if it's a very yeah, good yeah. experience and we've had a nice sexual time, <laughs> I'll, I'll give cash. Did this happen in Boise? Three bucks, four bucks. <laughs> like I said, luxury hotels. You got to see what's going on over there. Um, no, but uh, did something happen there? No, nothing happened in Boise. No, no, I, no dates, I spent no one nothing. night walking around in a cowboy hat, just kind of like on <laughs> dating apps, trying to meet up with like I think about four different people. <laughs> yeah. well, four, we were only there a couple of days. I was there one night. I pop, I really popped off that first night. Oh, okay. That's why you were starting so uh, yeah, in a deficit. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, the second night, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hang out with yeah. uh, 
Has there been a situation uh, sexually where you just got too much? Somebody had a crystal under the bed or <laughs> you said, I'm not hanging from that? Oh, okay. One time in Vermont, I was there for comedy around Thanksgiving last year. Yep. And I uh, went over to this guy's place who <laughs> he lived like a block away from the comedy club. <laughs> uh, but I went over to his place and it was like fine. And then towards the actually it wasn't fine. I knew going in the vibe was a little weird. <laughs> yes. There, there wasn't a lot of lighting. And then there was like a Bible next to the um I think he identified as a Wiccan. Uh-huh. And yeah. so there was like a lot of like religious A Wiccan in Vermont near Thanksgiving. A block <laughs> from the comedy club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All signs point to yes, friend. <laughs> <laughs> and like there was just like a lot of like Everyone I do see that like like random like culty or like religious whatever stuff I do still like kind of get freaked out I think yeah. it's like residual like Catholic uh, whatever absolutely thinking yeah and uh, but I was like whatever who cares and I just like went along with it and then um, yeah so it was like it was weird I at one point I was just like. If the person isn't looking at me, I will just like kind of look around and like take in the room and just be like, okay. And I, as I was taking in the room, I was like, this is, this is a lot of, uh, <laughs> I don't know, a lot of like Wiccan-y type stuff. I yeah. can't really remember. I remember distinctly like a very old, leathery looking Bible, like right on the nightstand next to his bed. Yeah. Skull candle. Yeah, there was a lot of candle stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then as yeah. I was leaving, I was as I was walking out, I noticed on the table there was just like a gun, like a very big like handgun. Oh no! Situation, and I didn't see that coming in, and I was like, oh my! I, for some reason, it freaked me out. Yes, it should. But then I was also like, I think Vermont's like very open, whatever. I think open they open carry. Yeah. I think they I don't know if they're open carry, but like it's pro gun. Or somebody was telling me about that. Yeah, I think they I they, might be wrong on that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's and a then, little bit at odds with the uh general idea of Vermont. Yeah, and so I don't know, I felt like hunting was weird. And then I like when I like retraced my steps and then I looked back at his profile and his profile picture was him like in full hunting gear with a gun. Oh. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> so, so sometimes it does uh, pay to actually look at the problem that's happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Instead just like, of do, just looking yeah. the other way. Yeah, yeah. sometimes people are uh, very forward in their present. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how they present. And yes. they don't use a stock stock couple no. profile picture. <laughs> Those must have been a relief. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, is, good. at least they're not. Holy. Watermark, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, gosh, that is uh, that's. Um, I meant to say gosh, but I said gush gosh because that's a rush of just like that's scary to me. On that same that note, one time, this was a different city, different comedy <laughs> festival. Yeah, I think it was like Ohio. But one time so I saw somebody open their drawer and they just had like nunchucks in there. And I was like, okay, cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes. It's unusual. Yeah. People nunchucks. are unusual. People are unusual. You really that's one thing to take away. Yeah. Yeah. From <laughs> And online dating really does uh, accelerate that yeah, yeah, uh, awareness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you're meeting so many people and seeing, oh, 
<laughs> you're like, oh, this is who you are. Yeah, you have drawers full of things. Yeah, this yeah. is why you're on this dating app. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, did, did you have any uh, queer uh, role models growing up hmm. within the family? Within the family? Oh, I don't know. Near the family? I mean, was there anybody that you could look to? In the family, not really. Yeah. I think the closest I had was, like, pop cultural figures. Yeah. Yeah. People on TV, people on movies. Yes. Yeah. Nobody in my family was, like, outwardly queer. Yeah. And still not. I think maybe, like, one, but I'm not really close with him. He's very distant. He would, like, show up at, like... Christmas. (laughs) Christmas. <laughs> All right. Good gift giver? I don't remember. I don't think he ever gave me anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but uh, uh, but it's it's been all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fine. It definitely took me, I think moving to New York helped a lot. Yes. I feel like in Arizona, I like really wasn't able to like figure it all out. Yeah. I didn't have the tools. It seems to me. Other than a few pockets around universities and things, and maybe yeah. Phoenix is like that, but it's a kind of it's a conservative place. It's and super it conservative. Older, and uh, if you're talking about Catholicism and some of the other elements there, it yeah. would seem like it would be a, perhaps difficult or challenging, depending on what your family environment is like, uh, to be out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very like that, and it was hard. Phoenix is, here's the thing, is that, like, Phoenix is, like, very, uh, you need a car. Yes. It's, like, very, and I was, like, broke and didn't have a car, so I feel like that limited, like, what I could explore and, like, all of that. Yeah. I was a very, lot of like, drawers. Exactly. <laughs> a lot, not as much access to drawers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, and, but yeah, here in New York, you just like everything's at your fingertips and you can just like do. Hop on the train. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been here how long? Six years. Six years. Yeah. And doing stand up from the minute you got here? I think I moved here in July and I knew I wanted to, to do stand up when I got here. But in my head, I was like, I need. I was so like scared of like having to leave the city for some reason that I didn't allow myself to actually start doing stand-up until I got a job. Yeah. And then as soon as I got a job, I started doing stand-up. So I moved here. No, I moved here in June, and then I got I started doing stand-up in August. Yeah, pretty quick. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Was, had, you, had you done it before in Arizona? I did like a handful of open mics uh-huh. um, when I was there. Yeah. I didn't like them, though. <laughs> <laughs> Do people like them? I don't know. It's just like the vibe in Arizona at that time at those open mics was like I knew that I couldn't start there. Yeah. It was a lot tough. of like very like um, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it just, I just knew that I wouldn't thrive in that comedy scene. Yeah. Oh, you, you know. It's like being in front of a vortex. If it feels off, you got to get out of there. Yeah. 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 yeah no, 100%. <laughs> it was the opposite of a vortex. Yeah. 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 Well, they can be negative energy vortexes, too. Yeah. Usually there's one in every office. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that person. <laughs> um, but yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> uh, no one comes to mind. Um, uh, but being here, it seems like the last year or so, from my perspective, and I, you know, I'm only a little bit on the outside here, but it seems like things have really picked up for you over the last year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Does that feel true? I would agree with that. Yeah. It. Um. I see your name more places uh, on a lot of the shows. Uh, you're you're hitting a lot more festivals. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, the past year and a half has been um, fun. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> and does it feel like it's building towards something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think uh, I think finally <laughs> it's building towards something. It's so gradual, too, that it's just like, yeah. yeah for sure. It's almost like unnoticeable. Yes. But then it, sometimes I like when I'm writing or something. <laughs> oh, I know. I've and I'll been just, doing like, this for 20 like, years. <laughs> or, yeah, or I'll just like read like an old like journal or something from yeah. like last year, and I'll be like, wow, I really like was not doing a lot. but that's all right things need to you need to experience yeah the world yeah look inside some of these drawers that are out there (laughs) feed the comedy Mm -hmm. beast a little bit there (laughs) um and uh but you're doing the festivals more you enjoy doing that yeah i'm enjoying doing festivals are fun um i'm really interested in like doing good festival (laughs) yes i feel like i've done so many festivals where it's just like so so not what I would want. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. I haven't done that many. I've always kept it to just one or two a year. Yeah, that's but, a good rule. This of thumb. one, I thought it actually it prompted me to think. Oh, maybe I could do a few more. Two hundred eight was so good. I think I would recommend asking people if you're thinking about doing one. Look at who was on it the previous year and ask yeah. them about it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's solid advice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, do you feel like my original question? Do you feel like it's building towards something? Like you want to uh, write for something? You want to you want to stand up? You want to host something? Do you have a sense of where you, career-wise you're you're aiming for? Career-wise, I would love to write. Yeah, like that's my job. Like what my goal is to like write for a comedy, like talk not. What is it? Talk show? <laughs> yeah, that's what's what are those shows called that are like night, <laughs> a late night show? Yep, yep. Like that, or just like um, a narrative comedy would love to do that. Yeah. And then be one of those people who like somehow does stand up too. Like those are the people that I look up to and I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. Sure, yeah. Right during the day, do stand up at night. I have no personal life. <laughs> Seems dreamy. Um, now, with that, so that means you're in the packet process. Do you get a lot of packets together? Yeah, I've been submitting a few packets. And... I feel like we've never covered packets on this show of what packets even are, oh. or what you have to do. But yeah. it's essentially your your presentation to a late night show or a writing job. Right, you got to put samples together, and usually yeah. it's in a kind of <laughs> uh, voice of whoever you're writing for. Right, whatever that show is, and you usually have like not enough time, and yeah. so it's never <laughs> you never feel confident in what you're submitting. Um, but it's a wild ride. Yes. <laughs> and you feel like, uh, as you said, you feel more drawn to narrative or it could be a talk show or it's I would way. love to do both. I think it's like, I would, I would love to learn how to do both because yeah. I think it's definitely different comedy muscles and comedy writing muscles to exercise. Sure. And, yeah. um, yeah, narrative, it's like story, but also jokes. And then a late night is like mostly jokes that are topical Right. Um, yeah, and I would just like like to see which one I like. More, yes. And yeah. then, you know, <laughs> pursue that one. <laughs> oh, it seems good. <laughs> it seems good. I looked into it absolutely once. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you thought, think it's for you? I don't I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like who would be like who who's on that new age front? On oh, the know? new age front, yeah. Yeah, I feel right. like you would be perfect for that. Oh, thank you. Like thank um you. 
Hmm. Like if Gwyneth Paltrow gets a talk show. Yeah, you have to submit I'm for there. that. I'm there. I'm there, man. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they all could use a wellness advisor to yeah. uh, to bring in this perspective. I think that's what, because a lot of these packets are like right in the voice of, but also like what are you bringing that other people aren't bringing? And I feel yeah. like that's whatever, like you're perfect for that. Thank you. Because you're, you have a strong com- comedic voice. Yes. And, you know, I would like to hear how, um, like, the election is going yep. from a New Age perspective. Yeah. You know? That's why that Marianne is so great. Yeah. Yeah. Williamson? Williams? What's her last name? I don't know. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just feel happy like I recognize- she has a chance, but I, 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 I enjoy it. Uh, I'm just happy I recognize the name Marianne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she's uh, she's wonderful. She's certainly been in our community for a long time. And uh, the, the, the books and things are... The comedy community. Uh, you know, uh, well, the, the more the new age uh, thing, uh, but also in the comedy <laughs> side of it. But uh, yeah, I haven't read too many of the books. Um, it's not been my... Focus, but anyhow, thank you for the compliment, and uh, yeah, I'd I'd love to just be just drop in, and then as you say, give my perspective, and maybe I could give an array of crystals that would help us through this uh, time, yeah. or a number of powders, um, some kind of uh, salve to put on certain parts of your body, whatever it is. The uh, herbs. The Daily Show head. Crystal correspondent. That's right. That's you. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. I could drop in. Always appear in a kind of a. Like a Lewis, like Shimmer. a Lewis Black type, <laughs> right? You pop in like once every three months. <laughs> right. <laughs> Instead of rage, I bring uh, holistic healing <laughs> with a little bit of rage. Now you uh, host a couple of stand-up shows. One uh-huh. has a little bit of an astrology thing to it, right? Yeah. You get into that. Starfuckers. Starfuckers is the yeah. show. Uh, astrology, but make it comedy. Correct. Yeah. Uh, that's still going. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the monthly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, do you go in for that? The astrology piece of it? I mean, I, astrology is kind of new to me. Yeah. But I'm a huge, I'm really into it. Yeah. I, li- I like, uh, I don't know, I'm a Virgo. I have a Cancer rising. Yes, you do. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> yeah. I exude that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I just like, I like reading. I like, I like, uh, I like knowing that there's like things that already exist for me. Yes. <laughs> but do you do the thing where you read the description of it and you think, by gosh, they got me. That's exactly right. Yeah. Every single day. Yeah. I follow, I don't like CoStar, which is an app, like an yeah. astrology app that people seem to really like. Somebody told me that they use predictive text on your phone to like give you an update. So I'm not... I'm really into that. That's some shady business there, <laughs> isn't it? But I do follow an Instagram account There's that is... There's so many charlatans out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. It's too... Just let us have this thing. <laughs> Why you always got to be just skeezy about but it? But I mean, like, if you had to write a horoscope every single day, I think I would run out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I would just be like, yeah, if we can figure out an algorithm yeah. to do it, let, yeah. let's do that. Oh, okay. Outsourcing. Yeah. Laser pointer, your dog. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel like I want to know the center of Brian, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to know what it is—the thing that really is just the core that locks locks in for you. Oh, uh-huh. where you don't look away. When I um, where you don't you where you don't just look the other direction. 
What do you mean? That's the thing that's really at the center there. I don't feel like I found it yet. Is it? Wait, do you normally find it with every guest? Sometimes it comes through. <laughs> um, I think it's like a lot of loneliness, insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so what the usual mix then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of like needy for attention, but also just like um, thinks that they're <laughs> like really self-empowered, but like, I don't know. Yeah, it's but not a lot sure. of yeah, yeah. It's a lot of lot of things going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, it seemed like you made friends quickly at the festival. I mean, I knew a few people there already. Yeah, so that helped. Actually, I knew a lot of people there already. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like you had a social circle. I don't know. Well, I stayed with like five other people. Oh, okay. So that so we also all helped. yeah we kind of got to know each other pretty quickly. Okay. How about you? Did you know anybody there? I knew a couple people. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I, I kind of glommed onto them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that was okay. Who did you hang out with the most, would you say? I think Jim Twos. Okay. Uh, because uh, we're both kind of from the same place, and he's been in this uh, studio to talk to me. Oh, and uh, okay. so we had a good, we'd already had a established like thing. He's a solid guy. He's great. We live in the same neighborhood. I go get coffee sometimes, yeah. and he's there. And uh, honestly, this festival was the first time that I talked with him. <laughs> Yeah. But I would I I recognized him at this coffee shop and I feel like he made eye contact with me but I've never said anything to him because I'm just like I don't we've never met it'd be weird right. to be like hey I I'm a big fan yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what he, are you working on he sometimes gives the vibe of like a like a, a a vet uh, that uh, which yeah. he is but that uh, it might be a little standoffish yeah yeah and he was like there writing and I'm like I don't want to like yeah. interrupt I don't like I I wouldn't want somebody to interrupt me when I'm like. Trying to like write in a coffee shop, <laughs> <laughs> but he could not be more warm and yeah. generous with his time and a, a very, He's uh, very nice. funny. Uh, yeah. I like watching those jokes built. Anyway, yeah. So I, I just had a couple <laughs> of people, and I met some new people there too, which was always nice. Cool. <sighs> it's good. I, I got a better <laughs> sense of it now. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, now, what's the other show that you do? It's a uh, Rack Shack. Yeah, it's called Butt Dream. And oh, yeah, sorry. Butt Dream at the Rack Shack. At the Rack Shack, which is a lingerie store in Bushwick. There you go. Yeah. Now that seems like the right place for comedy to happen. It is. <laughs> <laughs> That's every month, too? Every month, first Saturday of every month. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I hosted uh, with my friend Julie Mitchell, uh-huh. and it's uh, it's essentially a stand-up show in a lingerie store, and... Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how did that come about? I don't know. I like <laughs> It was a lot of it was slow. We we didn't set out to be like let's start a stand-up show in a lingerie store. Yes. It started out like we wanted to do a show together. We couldn't find a venue a venue. Julie lives near the place and then she randomly walked in cuz they have a lot of like events there at night. Oh, okay. And uh, she was like, would you be open to having a show here? And the owner was like, she's very nice. And she was like, yeah, sure. And so we did it. And then for a show is like really popular. And so we kept going with it. Yeah. Yeah. And now we've been doing it seven months. Oh. It's really new. You get some discounts? I s- no. <laughs> <laughs> Do people buy the stuff when they're there, too? Sometimes. Yeah. I think, like, one or two times they do. But usually, like, there's a lot of, like, fitting that need, that goes into, like, 
trying on uh oh i would imagine so yeah <laughs> yeah a lot of pushing and uh, pulling yeah, yeah so you can't really do it in um when there's like a lot of people in the store <laughs> yeah <laughs> noted i will go in on my own <laughs> yeah going during the, going during the day during the day well uh is there anything uh that that you really just uh miss about arizona I do miss the bean and cheese burritos. Bean and cheese burritos, yep. yeah. Classic. Have you had one? Uh, I mean, in my life, yes. Yeah. From where? In Arizona, probably not. But wait, like where though? Probably in San Francisco. Okay, I feel like the bean and cheese burritos in like Southern California, Arizona, maybe even like parts of Texas is yeah. like a very specific type of bean and cheese burrito. Okay. That a lot of people don't do, and it like it's so so good. You're talking refried. You talking yes. okay? Talking refried there you pinto. Go. Yep. The cheese is like I want to say it's straight up cheddar. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Yeah. In a tortilla, <laughs> and that's all it is. And you just like put hot sauce on it, and it's so it's just good. perfect for you. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Can't get it here. <laughs> no. Yeah. Every bean and cheese burrito, every burrito here is like it comes with meat. Yeah. And I try to be like, can I just like get beans and cheese, and then like, and they're like, yeah, but we're gonna charge you like eight dollars, <laughs> <laughs> right? The way, and so I, I'm just like, all right, never mind. I mean, I've maybe talked about this before, but also no one here is wrapping it tight enough. Oh, interesting. I like a tight one. <laughs> <laughs> you, what do you think of Chipotle's wraps? Please. <laughs> it's just a loose assemblage of product. Oh, my. I love Folded into an aluminum foil. I'm very impressed at how they're able to wrap it. It does fall apart so quickly. What wrapping? To call it wrapping is very <laughs> generous. <laughs> they're just maybe a fold. Yeah. They put too much in, and then yeah. it's like a, uh, it's a fold. So it looks like a loose football that's been cut. <laughs> And then that's wrapped up and stuffed in the bag. I love, um, I don't know. I kind of, I'm into it. <laughs> okay. Well, I, okay. But here's the thing is what I do is I like, I I peel, I, like, I treat it like a banana, yeah. the foil. So yeah. I peel it as I'm going along so uh-huh. it doesn't fall apart. And yeah. as I, when I set it down so nothing falls out, I, it's like a tower. Yeah. So I just leave it standing up. Uh-huh. So it's just like straight up. And then I just leave it there. And then I like take a bite, put it back down. I saw a lady eating one with a fork on the subway the other day. Disturbing. <laughs> it's not how you do it. It's not how you do it. <laughs> Number one, subway meat. Subway eating. Not good. Have you never eaten on the subway? Never. Not even like a um, a granola bar? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> that is not the time for eating. What about while you're waiting on the platform? In the nice, hot, steamy side listening to a steel drum band? Yeah. No, no, I haven't. <laughs> wow. I, I, like I said, maybe I live a life of luxury. It sounds but, like you uh, do. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be late. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. And I'm late a lot. I'm constantly late. But I'm not going to eat on that. I'm not going to eat that <laughs> on the subway. <laughs> Yogurt? Are you Expose. Me? Are you Expose. kidding me? <laughs> Listeners, if you see Dale eating on the subway, I think you should uh, keep your eyes peeled. Yeah. <laughs> I will personally apologize if that's <laughs> happening to whoever's doing that. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, if you want to have a meal down there, though, let me know. <laughs> I would love to. I think I have the most 
The most I've ever eaten down there was probably I've taken like a pizza down there. <laughs> oh gosh! All right. Well, I don't know if it, if you're really desperate for a group activity and reaching out, and feeling too lonely, and uh-huh. you want to eat a pizza down there with me, I'll go down there on the subway Amazing. platform and eat it with you. I would love that. We'll sit on the benches and everything. Something yeah. else I've never done. We'll invite pizza rat. <laughs> Indeed. Well, it seems like things are going well for you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. No, I think it's true. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm eating on the subway. Things are going great. <laughs> you got a lot of options, is what I'm saying, <laughs> and uh, it's only going to go up from here. And I'm so happy we had the chance to meet out in Boise, and I look forward to seeing you around town. Yeah. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. This, this was a pleasure. Um, I'm definitely going to look into some courts. Good. Get that started. Yeah. Listen, there's a great spot from Phoenix if you drive from Phoenix to Palm Springs. Uh-huh. There's a place where you, it's a gem world or something. And my gosh, it's all just by the pound. You go up here on 14th Street, you're going to pay a premium. Right, right. Or you go out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Them's eating on the subway prices down there. <laughs> Beautiful. I'll, I'll get a pound and bring it back. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> well, thanks for being here, Brian. Thanks for having me. All right. Oh, what a guy. I so enjoy speaking with Brian, and I know he's on to some great things. Be sure to give him a follow in all those social medias that you're so fond of. I'm fond of you. But that's enough for this week. Till next time, remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night is independently produced and performed by James Bewley, Season 12 podcast icon illustrated by Lars Litaru. Deep Night Season 12 theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the episode provided by the talented roster at Howler Hills Farm. Production studio space provided by Harvest Works in New York City. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Thanks for listening. And this season, I encourage you to leave your portals open.